Isn't it encouraging to see how God has been at work in the past? So what's next? What's next? Those two words are overloaded with opportunity, aren't they? What's next? It's a question that many people ask as we move to Dubai for the very first time. In fact, if you're here for the first time, welcome. We're really glad that you're our guest. You're here on a very special Sunday for us as we talk about what's next. And if you've moved here, chances are you arrived in the airport with your eyes wide open looking at what's next and all the opportunities the opportunity of that new job, the opportunity of new friendships, the opportunity of experiencing the fast and furious life in Dubai. <laughs> in fact, if you've been here less than a year, raise your hand. We want to welcome you to Dubai. Raise your hand if you've been here less than a year. Awesome. Glad you're here. Now, if, if you've lived in Dubai for a while, then you're asking, well, not necessarily what opportunity is next, but Maybe the opportunity is a, a building to go and visit. Like you leave for holiday and then you come back and there's a new building that's gone up. <laughs> new buildings like the Burj Khalifa. Imagine just sketching out on a piece of paper uh, a building based on a desert flower and whoo, there it is. <laughs> or Expo. When, when you came to Expo, this is the place where what's next comes to grow into something massive. <laughs> or the Museum of the Future where we say, what's What's next? One of my favorite buildings in Dubai. Or did you hear about the, the latest building proposal, uh, the Dubai Circle? The circle around the Burj Khalifa. I heard that. I, I heard that. I heard, I heard those of you that have lived here a while, knowing that what's next is overloaded with opportunity, both for growth, but also for dissatisfaction or disappointment. Or maybe as you've been hit over and over and over again, you're saying, well, what, what's next? <laughs> I lost someone that I loved, and then the relationship unfolded, and then uh, I'm going to lose my job. What's next? <laughs> we live in a unique city, and we have a unique opportunity. Because as we ask what's next, so does the city of Dubai, whether it's what's next in a positive way or what's next in a skeptical way, there's something deep in all of our hearts that longs to look above our current situation and gaze out at the horizon, asking what's next. God continues to bring more and more people to Dubai. The city itself is growing even during COVID. <laughs> the UAE population growth is continuing to rise. Isn't that amazing during COVID? When all of the, the apartments that were being built and the housing complexes that were being built and the naysayers said, who's going to live out there? And guess what? They're full. The malls that go up and you go, do we really need another mall? And guess what? It's up. Oh, no one's going to go there. And then all of a sudden, your favorite mall, because it was quiet and unknown, is now too busy. So you move on to something else. You see, we live in a world-class city. God has placed us in this moment in time for a particular reason. Because that question of what's next that everybody asks, sometimes we think that that answer can be settled by something on a billboard that passes by or a promotion that flies across 
our attention. But as we click through the ads online and skip ad, skip ad, skip ad, we know that we may climb the highest mountain or swim the deepest sea, but as expats, many times we still haven't found what we're looking for. That there's something in the expat experience that gives us a deeper longing. And I have to tell you, there is nothing on this world that will satisfy except the creator of this world. That's right, God. A relationship with God is the only thing that will deeply satisfy and answer that question of what's next. You see, God being rich in mercy because of his great love that he loved us with, even when we were dead in our transgressions and our sins, <laughs> he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Can you say that? Can you say what's next for me is eternal life with God? Many times, God brings expats into global cities like Dubai and at looking for a better life. Well, we have the opportunity to share not just a better life, but eternal life and connection. Maybe you've come here today, you've been a part of fellowship for years, you've been living in Dubai for years, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, right, what's next? Biggest, best, fastest, brightest, I know, I know, I've seen it all. Maybe you've just grown numb to that low, latent, deep, never-ending feeling of instability that just kind of percolates below the surface of life as an expat. As an expat, we don't know what the future holds. And the only thing that's guaranteed about the future is that the future isn't guaranteed. <laughs> if that's you today, and whether you're excited, skeptical, cautious, whatever, if you feel stuck or stagnant, if you feel like there's got to be more, there's got to be more than running in fear or always be worried about my work or the conflicts I have or this experience that I'm after, I never seem to be able to grasp if that's you and you feel stuck. Know that you are among the global nomads that feel the exact same way. And God has brought you here. And we're going to talk about two responses we're going to talk about two actions, rather, that we can take. Two actions. If you feel stuck, we're going to talk about two actions that you can take today that you get uh, unstuck and you'll realize that God has already made you unstuck. And then we're going to look at our one response of what's next to fellowship. So what's next? Prayer. Let me pray and we'll continue. <laughs> Father, we thank you that you have brought us to this global city. We, we love the UAE we look forward to how you continue to bring more and more expats here. And Father, as you continue to keep us in this global city, open up our eyes to the opportunity. Father, for those of us that are feeling kind of blah or stuck or searching for a little bit more, show us these two actions we can take. Unite us in the one response we have together for your glory. Help us to be faithful to the opportunity. Amen. 
Amen. So the two actions that we take, and both of these actions are already something that God has done. It's our response to what God has done, all right? These two actions. Uh, The first one is what God has done for us. You see, we have been saved from death into life. We have been saved from death into life. And so the first action is something that only alive people can do, and that's walk. Well, except for zombies. They're kind of like the walking dead. (laughs) In fact, there's a lot of walking dead that come into global cities from their home countries. And instead of saying, brains, brains, the mindless thinking is, Money, money, or success, prestige, honor, stability, whatever it is, that's not living. But we've been moved from death to life for real living. Just, just look at this. By grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. It's not a result of work so that no one may boast We are his workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's why the guy who wrote Ephesians, Paul, he continues on in chapter four and he says, therefore, I urge you, I urge you, he says, please, because of what God has already done, God has already worked it out. So you walk it out. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That word walk is uh, peripateo. It means to, to walk around, to live, to be formed, to have a lifestyle, habits, that everything that oozes out of you would be that. It's this behavior. It's used all throughout the book of Ephesians, and we're going to be continuing in the book of Ephesians, and we're going to see walk appear several times to walk no longer as uh, those who don't know God walk, to walk in love, to walk as children of light, to therefore be careful how you walk. We're going to see this idea of walking come up. So if you're feeling kind of stuck, the first action you can take is to walk out what God has already worked out. You've been saved. Have you been moved from death into life? Then let's live and walk. I I love it. I met someone who lived this out, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. I I met this guy last week at Creekside. In fact, I saw him here in this room. So you'll know I'm talking about you, but I won't use your name. Don't worry. And I talked with him. I'd never really met this guy. And as we got to talking about it, I, I realized he has like five passports and he's been in all these armed services. And this guy is just an animal. And I talked to his wife afterwards, and I was like, I didn't realize he had had such a journey. And she's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's humble and he's gentle. Jesus had made all the difference in the world. You wouldn't even recognize him if you knew him before Jesus. What does it look like to walk in a manner worthy of the call? Well, it looks a whole lot like Jesus. Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. I love that bearing with one another in love because it actually means to put up with one another in love. Like that person that just really annoys you. 
That person is you're like, oh my, I cannot stand them even thinking about their name. Oh, I just thought of their face. Now I'm mad. I can't, they are so annoying. <laughs> or, oh, their culture is so weird. No, we are to put up with each other. So instead of turning your back on them when it's like, everyone stand up, shake hands or whatever, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> put up with them. Some of you sitting here in the main area are like, don't look to the right, don't look to the right, don't look. <laughs> We're to put up with each other. And so that's our personal response. That's our individual response. We're to look like Jesus as we walk with Jesus, as we walk out what God has worked out. But I absolutely love I love that the first indicator isn't I should read my Bible more and pray more and uh, do more good things. No. The major indicator, Paul says in verse 3, is that we are eager to maintain the spirit of the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Are you eager to maintain the unity in our community? Eager, like there's a limited number of good donuts after the service kind of eager. I know, I see how eager you are. We see how, if I told you, by the way, that there were only two boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts this week, then after the service, or maybe during the closing song, you'd go, okay, woo, I'm eager. (laughs) I see the eagerness of piling croissants onto plates and walking away. (laughs) Are we at least as eager about, about maintaining unity as we are donuts? Yeah. Dubai is a spectacular, amazing city. In fact, what I want you to do is, I want you, that we're going to talk about eagerness to maintain the unity of the Spirit, I want you to turn to someone behind you or in front of you and ask them their name and what country they're from, all right? If you're online, just post in the chat section. Go ahead and do this in uh, Platinum Seating as well, guys. Now, here, this, is, this is something cool. Uh, online, just get ready to put up a hand emoji if you're watching in Platinum or Family Platinum. Uh, what I want you guys to do is, if you talk to someone from a different country than yours, raise your hand. Keep it up. Raise your hand. Keep it up. Raise your hand and keep it up. This is crazy. Okay, those of you in the front row, keep up your hands. Those of you in the front row, look, look behind. Look behind you. Just look at all the different hands behind you. This is wild, you guys. Where else in the world does this happen? This is awesome. Now, here's the exciting bit of news, okay? Here's the exci- there are even more countries that are on their way to Dubai right now. In fact, the UN migration data of this year that was released shows a steady increase of expats that are moving into particularly Asia and Europe right here, and we are at the center of it that there are more expats than ever before in recorded human history living outside of their home countries, longing for something to satisfy what's next. You know that more people are born in Dubai outside of their home country than any other place on the planet. Look at this. This is fascinating. Of uh, foreign births. Nope, other one. Foreign births. There we go. Foreign births. 83% of the people born here are not from the UAE. That's amazing. We are a beautiful anomaly. We're weird in a good way. (laughs) 
Our whole city is full of expats, so they're searching and longing and wanting that deep connection, leaving home countries or being forced out. That's one of the most beautiful things I love about the UAE, is that the population of the UAE is 88.5% expats. That's awesome. That's so cool. And... And the, the research shows and the projections of the population here, population growth in Dubai is expected to skyrocket in the next couple of years. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. And each and every person that comes is coming for a particular reason. A reason deep, deep down that only God can fulfill we have an amazing opportunity to walk out what God has already worked out. At Fellowship, we see that God is continuing to work, and the beauty of being faithful to the opportunity is there are many, many churches in the UAE, really excellent churches. Fellowship isn't the only one. And we are seeing this hunger of expats worldwide that really want to walk with Jesus. And we measure what we treasure here at Fellowship. We, what we celebrate, we repeat. And so we do keep numbers. We do keep statistics because behind every number is a name and behind every name is a story of God at work. We've seen uh, God increase the numbers here at Fellowship, which means increased stories. In fact, I have some graphics I want to show you, and I hope you can't see the numbers because they're not important, but these are some of the statistics of different ministries, 242 small group ministries, service attendance, uh, youth group, kids ministry, classes, teaching, all of it. You see the dip? Guess when the dip happened? Yeah, COVID. <laughs> and after COVID... Humanity was longing for connection, not just connection with us, not just a unity, a community of unity, but connection with God. And just recently, even in the last couple of weeks, we have seen the attendance in our services. You've, you heard about the one o'clock service, and we've seen recently, as people are coming back from holiday and schools are starting up, guess what? The roads are getting busy with school runs and traffic. <laughs> but so is the traffic in and out of services at Fellowship. We have an amazing opportunity. You've heard in weeks prior to this that there are many, many more baptisms that are happening as well. As folks make a public profession of that inward transformation that has happened, I look forward to how we are going to be faithful to the opportunity moving forward. God has placed us in this unique place, in this unique city, in this unique time for such a time as this. May we be faithful to the opportunity to walk out what God has worked out. So we walk out what God has worked out. We're eager to maintain the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. That's the first action. But the, section, the second action, we don't really do anything slow here in Dubai. Uh, so it's not to walk, but run. To run. We have an opportunity to run as one. And at fellowship, we always want to speak truth from the Bible. And you might say, well, it doesn't say run in the Bible. It says to walk. Okay, fine. It says to walk, being eager to maintain the unity. What do you call eager walking? You call it running. That's right. 
<laughs> to walk eagerly, to run as one. Uh, who, who likes maths? Who's really good at maths? Excel is your friend. You have a tattoo of a calculator here. Like, <laughs> who, who likes maths? This is going to drive you crazy, all right? Because I have an awesome... Look, one plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one is one. That's right. <laughs> In fact, John, who's our most detail-oriented pastor on staff, came up to me and said, you realize that there are eight ones on the slide, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, I do. I didn't, but now I do. <laughs> one plus one plus. Well, there, here are seven reasons that we have to be a community of unity. And it's all because of Jesus. Number one, we have one body. That's not like one body like this. No, like one body, uh, uh, one church. So whether you're here at 11, whether you're watching online, whether you're in platinum seating, whether you're at Creekside, whether there's a different church that follows Jesus by a different name, uh, whether you meet in the compounds or other hotels, whatever it is, we have one body of Jesus here. And there's unity because Jesus died for all. There are many, many great churches. We have one body. Now, if we don't have one body, then we're faced with competing communities, competing communities. Maybe you've experienced this at work. Like your department has a certain quota and you have some inside information and you're like, oh, don't share it with them. They're going to steal it. No. You're arguing for <laughs> who has the most of these limited resources. We have one body. We have one spirit. One spirit, it's our motivation, God himself living inside of us that stirs us, that works within us, that shapes us more into the image of Jesus. And without one spirit at work within us, we will not be able to put up with one another. <laughs> no, <laughs> we will have all sorts of tension and conflict and fighting. It'll just be a myriad of motivations. <laughs> we have one body, one spirit, we're called to one hope, one hope that belongs to your call. We have one hope, and that one hope isn't a wish, it's a person, the person of Jesus. We're called to that one hope. Jesus says, come, follow me. And as we follow Jesus, we have this one hope that he is coming back. And without having one unified hope, we just have assorted aspirations, that you want to be rich, you want to be powerful, uh, you just don't want to sit next to the person that you're sitting next to. We all have different aspirations and it pulls us in different directions. We have one Lord, one Lord, Jesus, one boss. Has anyone ever had a job where you've had more than one boss? Or you have to report to more than one person or you start a job and you don't really know who your boss is? Or the boss leaves and then multiple people try and be the boss and you're like, how many bosses are there? I don't even know. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's complete anarchy. <laughs> it's anarchy when everybody does what's right in their own eyes. Without one Lord, it's complete anarchy. But we have a message of, of one Lord following one boss, Jesus. We have one faith a faith that we have been given, a faith that we know deep down to be true. Without that one faith, well, we just have relative truth. What's true for you is true for you. It's true for you. It's not true for me. But, and if everybody is true, then no, nothing is true. No, we have one faith. We have one baptism, uh, kind of an initiation into the community 
this public profession of an inward transformation, the one baptism. And without that connection that we have in Jesus, we just have fickle friendships and evaporating relationships as our communities come and go here in Dubai based on whoever sends the most WhatsApp messages. <laughs> we have one baptism and we have one God and Father of all. We have one God and one Father and that is a Father that calls all of his children back home. This God, that without him, we are just wandering orphans. And what we don't find in Singapore, we'll look for in London. What we don't find in London, we'll seek out in Paris. And what we don't find in Paris, hopefully we can find in Dubai. The truth is, only, only God can answer that deep question in our heart of what's next. This God who is over all, he is through all. And he is in all. That God that is so pervasive that stirs us now to be faithful to this opportunity. I want to share with you very specifically how we can do this together as a community after we watch this video. Every 44 seconds, someone moves from their native country to a totally different country usually in search of a better job or a better way of life. That's how fast the global expat population is growing. And there are almost 300 million expats in the world right now. The UAE has one of the highest shares of the global expat population. In fact, about 90% of the country's population is made up of expats. And with the growing number of the global expat population, the UAE will continue to welcome more and more expats in the coming years. But there's a problem. Living as an expat is not easy. Many people feel lonely, isolated, and without community. And studies show that one of the biggest challenges expats face is building relationships. So what can we do about it? What can we as a church do to help the growing number of experts in the UAE find a relationship with God through the good news of Jesus? We believe that God is inspiring Fellowship Dubai to take the good news of Jesus beyond where we are by starting more sites in the coming years. Because we want to see more people come to know God and become healthy, growing and multiplying followers of Jesus through community and connection that's authentic and centered around the gospel that still transforms lives every day. Fellowship Dubai has and always will be a place for everyone. But maybe it's time we go to those who can't come to us. Maybe it's time we go to places we haven't gone before. We know this isn't easy and we know the task is big maybe even impossible. But we also know that God will lead us to what's next. All we need to do is trust him and be faithful to the opportunity. It's so exciting. Do you get a sense that God has placed you here in this season for his work? 
his work, as we're faithful to the opportunity. Imagine with me um, multiple sites across a network of healthy, multiplying churches that, that your friends, your family, they don't have to travel long distances to come. But as the city of Dubai and the plan, the 2040 plan, to, to go into little sections of a city, as Dubai gets bigger, it's actually focusing smaller. And as fellowship grows bigger, we need to feel smaller. We need to feel smaller. It's so easy to get wrapped up and lost in the sea of people. And every single person matters to God. And so as we grow bigger, we also want to grow smaller, if that makes sense. <laughs> Multiple sites around here. And we're very serious about this. And uh, in fact, 12 months from today, 12 months from today, we would love, Lord willing, to start fellowship site number three. Fellowship site number three, September 2023. <laughs> Now, this is a God-dependent timeline that we have, and know that every single thing we are submitting to God as a community of unity. Our heart is not that fellowship would do everything. Multiple churches around Dubai are faithful to the opportunity as well, and we want to pray for all of God's church. Remember, we're one body. But we also, at Fellowship, we want to be responsible as Fellowship with what God is doing. And so the vision launch is this weekend. The 9, by the way, refers to September. 10 is October. 11 is? That's right. 12 is? And, and then 1 is? January. That's right. You got it. That's right. And so as you can see, the vision will be launched. And then we're going to look at all the ministries and all of what's going on at Fellowship to seek out church health. And then uh, continue on a pastoral search for the next series of pastors to reflect the international amazing makeup of fellowship. And then during Advent, Christmas time, we want to come together as a family, friends that are like family, family, as a family. And Lord willing, we would love to announce February of next year, a pastor announced, we'd love to announce the place of or geographically around Dubai, where God is leading us. And then a specific venue. We would love to announce that. After that, develop a core team together and then have some services there and then some pre-launch meetings. And then, Lord willing, launch site one. Actually, it's site three. <laughs> because, you see, fellowship being so huge, really, although it's exciting to be in a large group, we're trying to reach expats that already feel lonely. And maybe you've come here to fellowship and this is your third, fourth, fifth week and you still feel lonely because it's just a sea of faces. I want to tell you this community is radically transformed by Jesus. And we want you to know that. If it's your first time visiting us today, I hope you hear nothing other than Jesus and our community of unity. He's the only reason we're together on this. If you call fellowship your home, we need you on board for this journey. In fact, if you're ready to, you, you want to put your hand up, you say, I'm all in. There's five ways that you can participate with us. There's five things we can do. One, we can pray. You'll receive, as you exit, uh, you'll receive this prayer card. Faithful to the opportunity, it has our landing page for all the information you're going to need in the coming 12 months, and also prayer points on it as well. All right, so you'll, you'll have that. Online, uh, you'll be looking for a link in the chat feature. You can already, don't go to the website now, stay with us, all right? 
but you'll, re- you'll be receiving this. So pray, pray. Two, serve. There's tons of opportunities to plug in, tons of ways to serve. Third, uh, give support. This is going to take a, a monumental effort that might seem a lot to us, but it's nothing to God. We believe God provides both vision and support. And as much as we care about expats, God cares about them a whole lot more. <laughs> Number four, share. Share, share the vision, share the videos. All the videos are available on the website that you'll get on the card. Share the vision of fellowship. Share the good news of Jesus. Share. Share your plate of donuts after the service. (laughs) Share. Share this community of unity. And last, move. 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 And maybe that's moving from being the walking dead to actually walking out what God has worked out. Maybe that's moving uh, from walking to running as one. Maybe that's moving seats as we do the fellowship shuffle to make room. Maybe it's moving services. Maybe it's moving locations in the future. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's moving house to an area that desperately needs to hear of Jesus and there's no Jesus church in the area. I want to encourage you, join us in this journey There's a website that you can go to that has all sorts of information uh, about being faithful to the opportunity and Vision 2023, but you're not asking what's next. Right now in your head, you're probably asking where next? Where? Where is this location going to be? Is it going to be by me? Are they going to have better food? No. Where are we going to reach people, all right? So what I want you to do, take out your mobiles right now. Go ahead and take out your mobiles and scan this QR code. We're going to do this together. Just scan that QR code. It'll take you to a four-question survey that takes about 60 seconds right now. And we're going to take time out because we want to hear from you. We are in this together. We can't talk about a community running as one and then just say, this is where we're going. We want to hear from you. All right, I'll get out of your way over here. Here, I'll go to this side now. So I'll be in their way now. All right, four questions. Question number one, which fellowship do you consider to be your home site? If this is your first time with us, this is the Two Seasons Hotel. If it's your third or fourth or fifth year with us and you still don't know it's two seasons, we have prayer after the service. We'd love to pray with you. But which fellowship location do you consider to be your home? Two seasons. All right. Then after that, you just click next at the bottom. All right. After that, where do you live? And please don't write an apartment. All right. <laughs> don't say, I live in Dubai. Uh, what, what area of town? The marina? Do you live in uh, Al-Quds? Do you live in Dara? Uh, just wherever you live, all right? And if you're online and you're watching this, you don't have to take the survey right now. If you're watching on a mobile device or you don't want to open up another tab, stick with us, all right? You don't want to miss this. All right, and then where in, D- in Dubai do you see the greatest need for a new site? Go ahead and fill that out. Where do you think it's a new site? And then last, if you have any questions or comments, just enter those in there. It's an exciting journey as we talk about what's next. It's such an exciting journey. There was a family that has never been to two seasons. A family that goes to Creekside. Raise your hand if you've been to Creekside. Show of hands. Who's been to Jumeirah Creekside Hotel, our other location? Yep. So they've been to Jumeirah Creekside Hotel, and they've never been to two seasons They had to leave their home country of Nigeria because the family was unsafe. 
They came, the wife started searching, and she found fellowship on the internet. She started coming, and then she brought her husband. And her husband said that fellowship is the first experience he's had where he didn't see the preacher, but he heard the good news of Jesus. And he was forever transformed. If we hadn't started Creekside, I wouldn't be able to share that story with you. If we don't continue to be faithful to the opportunity, there will be expats that are in their home countries now that their only experience of life will be competing communities instead of the one body. If we do nothing, there will be people that are searching for direction that will not learn about our one Lord. If we do nothing and we aren't faithful to the opportunity, here it is. When we moved to Dubai, I didn't want to go to church that glorified the pastor more than the word of God. I didn't think I would find that here. I wasn't looking forward to going to church, and neither did I want to stay without church. And then the wife found fellowship, and we decided to try. We've enjoyed not only having a place for the children, but also the preaching that has kept Jesus and the gospel front and center in every message. Amen. Amen. It's only Jesus <laughs> that provides what we're deeply looking for. So join us as we're faithful to the opportunity. May we not be satisfied with the competing communities and businesses, but lift up this one body. May we introduce to wandering global nomads their heavenly father. May everybody that comes to fellowship in the next year and years following to the third site and, and who knows, others as well, may everybody say, I came to Dubai for a better life, but I've met Jesus and now I have eternal life. Well, let's pray. Father, we pray and we ask that you would use us, help us to be faithful to the opportunity God, as we've talked about what's next, we've talked a little bit about where's next. Show us who next. Who is going to come into this country? Who are you going to cross paths with that desperately needs to hear the good news of Jesus? Who next is going to be the celebration story that you write in their life? Father, who next is going to experience the reconciliation of brokenness into wholeness. Who next is going to be the child that you call home? Help us. Help us as your church in the UAE, not just fellowship, but, but Redeemer, the churches at Deck, Father, all Jesus followers in Dubai, help us, your church, to be faithful to the opportunity for your glory and your glory alone, Father. We pray these things in Jesus' mighty name through the Spirit. Amen. Amen.